0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a monster Monday that I am recording at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, moments after the fantastic finish of the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs as the Chiefs advance and will host the Cincinnati Bengals next Sunday in the AFC Championship game. I've got so many things to talk about. In what I believe was the greatest football weekend of all time, or at least the greatest football weekend I can ever we- recall. We are presented by DraftKings, of course. It is a new week, which means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner. Love those of you that get involved with spreading the word about our shows on social media. It means a lot. Even if you think it doesn't, it does to us at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Absolutely love the sponsor confirmation email winners as well. We got a new sponsor this week, Athletic Greens. 100 Flowers is back. Love Ladder, love Visa, love AutoZone. Love when you guys take advantage of any of those sponsors. And then send me the email, Ross at RossTucker.com. I guarantee that your email gets read on the show. And then very cool. I know a lot of you check us out on YouTube now, YouTube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL a great way to get a shout out for friend family whatever is to just subscribe to our YouTube page if you didn't already and write a comment or not I I see when it's somebody new making a comment and it's awesome we love all of our patrons like Tom Collins from Bayside who was very specific with his name on uh, our private. Tuckhead's Slack channel, which is awesome. Thank you, Tom Collins. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's big show time. The big show.
1: Four phenomenal games this weekend, and I think that puts to bed that debate that we were having last week. What is the greatest weekend in the NFL?
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I gotta tell you, Brian, I I've never been like this before. That I can recall when we've done a show. So first of all, just I mean, it, it doesn't matter because it's this way anyway, but I my flight's at 5 a.m. So I'll be getting up at 3 40 AM. So not a lot of sleep for me tonight, but I don't have a chance to record the show tomorrow morning. So had to get it out to you guys tonight. Um I am uh I'm disappointed. Like I am so happy about how awesome the football was. And I'm, like, I love it. And I'm so thankful uh, for how great the games were, even my game today, Bucks and Rams. And I'm happy for Chiefs fans and Bengals fans and Rams fans. But I got to tell you, that loss by the Bills stings. Like, that stings because I was just there last week and I met a couple of our Tuckhead's. Steven Soroka and Jan Lehman. And those guys have been through a lot of bad times. And all of the Bills fans. And it felt like tonight was their night. You know, they score a touchdown with 13 seconds left. And to take the lead by three and still lose the game. It's, it's almost unconscionable. And it's one of my themes this weekend, Bry which is just really questionable coaching decisions. That, that is one that jumps out to me. Sean McDermott and the Bills kicking off into the end zone for a touchback is a horrendous decision that Steve Fezzik talks about all the time on the Even Money podcast. You must squib kick it there you'll end up taking about the same amount of time off the clock. Uh, I mean, they'll end up getting the ball probably around the same spot. Maybe they'll get a few more yards. But you'll take four or five seconds off the clock minimum, which gets them to about nine seconds, maybe eight or seven. And then they really only have one play to try to get in the field goal range. The touchback allowed them to have two plays and is a critical error by the Buffalo Bills. Critical, and there were a lot of questionable decisions. I thought throughout the weekend. Uh, you know, I thought Mike Grable going for two after the penalty. And I'm I I'm a believer in using the math. I'm a believer in making informed decisions, but not all two points versus one point decisions are created equal. I strongly disliked going for two after it was 6-6 six, six, when an extra point gives you the lead, gives you the one point lead. I mean, in that instance, you need to kick the extra point and take the lead in the game. I mean, I that to me is... Crazy. I'd love to see the win probability stats for that, but that I just don't understand. Uh, Even late in the the game, when he went for it on fourth and one, I really thought that was a situation where you had to kick the field goal to try to take the lead. And I love Mike Grable. I think he's the coach of the year in the NFL. And he's a former teammate of mine. But I thought he made some really poor decisions. I thought... Certainly, like I said, the McDermott decision to kick the ball off on a touchback was horrific. And I think you can make the argument that both of those decisions, certainly the Bills won, absolutely cost them the game. I mean, there's, there's just no other way around it at this point. You know, the other thing was um, I thought we saw a lot of quarterbacks step up for their teams when they needed him the most. Joe Burrow wasn't great, got sacked a lot, but he stepped up and made plays when his team did it. Jimmy Garoppolo, not as much, but that's actually the theme, right? Is that some quarterbacks stepped up and made plays when their team needed them to? And Josh Allen, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Matthew Stafford. I mean, Legacy-changing plays by some of these guys. Some didn't. Ryan Tannehill with the three interceptions, awful. I mean, awful. And that's what people will remember. Aaron Rodgers scoring ten points in a playoff game at home. I know the special teams are the, are the people that really blew the game for the Packers, but that's that's not good enough by Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think Tom Brady played particularly well today, and they still came back to tie it. I thought other themes that jump out to me, the scene in Green Bay was amazing. The, the elements outdoor in the weather, just simply incredible with the snow. Uh, it's one of the things that separates the NFL and football from other sports. It's why football is the sport of Kings better than diamond rings that's why we love to play football just incredible how about and i i tweeted this at ross tucker nfl a big day for kickers on saturday a really big day for kickers evan mcpherson robbie gold those guys were incredible those guys deserve everything that the kudos that they get for making the kicks that they made even tonight Harrison Butker made it. Matt Gay, even though evidently he was injured, made the game-winning kick. Butker made the game tying in the end of regulation. Awesome. And I would say this. Two more themes. Close games are what we really live for. It's just incre- – the close games are incredible. And um, it's what I love – It's why I love doing games. It's why I love the sport. It's just uncanny how good the games were this weekend, especially after the wild card weekend was so disappointing. And I'll get to – I was going to do a theme for Matthew Stafford, but I'll get to Matthew Stafford when we actually get to that game in a little bit. Um, But first, I need to tell you about the free – Fix Finder service at AutoZone. You can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service interval light. The free Fix Finder will give you possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified technicians. It'll even send you your full results in a detailed Fix Finder report straight to your email so you'll have all the information you need to take on the fix. And if you need a bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop that you can trust. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. And you can only find it at AutoZone. So the next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone. AutoZone.
1: Tux takes. All right, well, let's start with the games yesterday and Evan McPherson's game-winning 52-yard field goal that put the Bengals into the AFC Championship game for the first time in 33 years, the final 19-16 to over the Tennessee Titans.
0: Yeah, and so I think as hurt as I am right now for Bills fans, that's how excited I am for Bengals fans. I don't really have a, a rooting interest in these games. I root for close games. I also root for either storylines or for fans that haven't been there in a long time to experience the joy after having so much misery and pain. And I think that's um, even more emphasized for the Bills because you guys know I have an affinity for my time up there and for the people of Western New York. So it makes that even more pronounced. Uh, So look, Ryan Tannehill, I mean – Interception by Bates on the first play. But the Bengals kept settling for field goals. Is Hill for a field goal there? Uh, There was no third down conversions in the first quarter as the defenses dominated the action, especially the Titans' D-line. Danico Autry, I mean, the Bengals' O-line struggles. They're going to have a tough time against the Chiefs. I I think the Chiefs are going to beat them um, by double digits, but I, I guess we'll see. Let's see if Joe Burrow can do his Josh Allen impersonation. Jamar Chase had an incredible catch and run in that first half. How about the play by number 37, Amani Hooker, that prevented a touchdown. So the Bengals had to settle for another field goal. That should have been a touchdown. He had Tyler Boyd in front of him. That's got to be a score. Titans finally got a drive going after a big play to A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry, who didn't run very well, by the way, Dante Foreman ran better than Henry. They probably should have played Foreman more. Got the touchdown. And I already talked about the failed two-point attempt after too many men on the field penalty. That was a bad decision, I thought, by Vrabel at the moment. Kick the extra point. Have the lead in the game. Uh, Burrow took some really bad sacks. But multiple times, McPherson made up for it with incredible catches or incredible kicks from him, Bengals started that second half with the drive that Mixon finished with a touchdown to go up 16 6. And I thought, oh boy, Bengals are going to do this. But then, and then the Titans marched, but an incredible pick by Mike Hilton in the red zone. I mean, it was just insane. But then the stupid penalty on Eli Apple for taunting, which is not a consistent penalty, unfortunately. We saw that today. Tyreek Hill doesn't get the taunting for the deuces to Matt Milano's face, but Indominic Sue does. Anyway, that pushed him back. Titans get another drive, settle for a field goal. The ball goes off Samaj P. hands on a checkdown. Hooker gets a controversial interception, which also, by the way, is part of the reason why I kind of like that the Bengals won. If there's a controversial play, I usually don't want the team to win that got the contra- you know, the benefit of it so that there's controversy about the play. Um, led to A.J. Brown, one-hand touchdown. So it's 16-16. The Bengals stuffed the Titans at that point on fourth and one when the Titans were in field goal range. I understand it's Derrick Henry. I understand fourth and one. I don't know, man. You got to take the lead. You got to take the lead. Then Eli Apple has an awesome tip. The Logan Wilson for the interception leads to a great throw to Jamar Chase and another Evan McPherson game-winning bomb. D.J. Reeder was dominant for the Bengals. Nine sacks, nine of Joe Burrow, and yet somehow the Bengals still win the game. takes
1: Robbie Gold's last second field goal wins it for the 49ers, 13-10 to 10 over the Packers. and. Ross, you said you don't care who wins, but uh, you're doing sidelines for the NFC Championship game, right?
0: Actually, I'm doing AFC Championship game now, um, which is kind of a bummer for me because I will now be flying to Kansas City. It would have been much more convenient for me to just drive up to Buffalo, but that's fine. It's a long drive, so I don't mind flying to Kansas City, getting some barbecue. But no, that kind of got all twisted around, Bri, today for... A bunch of different reasons, but um, I did cancel my flights to Green Bay. I thought it was going to be Green Bay. If Green Bay had won, it would have been Green Bay, unless Buffalo won. It's it's all over the place. But to answer your question, um, no, I'll be in Kansas City next weekend for the Bengals and the Chiefs. No, Bakhtiari really hurt the Packers. You know they marched a lot of Devonte Adams on the opening touchdown drive. I thought the defenses dominated after that. A lot of balls on the ground. A lot of pressure by D-linemen, especially sacks by Packers. D-linemen, I mean, Kenny Clark had a game. Rashawn Gary had a game. Zedarius Smith had a game. Kittle and Iuk had critical drops. People forget those from Jimmy G. But then the Niners' best drive of the game And at the end of the first half, Jimmy G throws a terrible interception. I mean, it was about as bad of an interception as you can throw. George Kittle's like running back to try to break up the pass. That's how bad it was. He could see it was coming. And even after that, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers got the Packers in field goal range. End of the first half after the Aaron Jones catch and run. But the field goal got blocked. And that was the theme of the game. I'm sick for Packers fans, too, by the way. Absolutely sick for Packers fans. Like, to lose because you get a punt blocked and a field goal blocked, it's so freaking unacceptable. I I would be so disgusted. So disgusted. Niners get a nice drive, start the second half, but settle for a field goal after a, a weird face mask on Elijah Mitchell. Absolutely love Debo Samuel. Packers get a nice drive. but a for a field goal again. 10-3. I mean, Jimmy G almost threw three more interceptions. The Niners get stoned on fourth down with a terrible run by Elijah Mitchell. But it didn't matter. Because the Packers had a punt block for a touchdown late. 10-10. Jimmy had a clutch throw to Kittle. Debo Samuel with the run. To lead to the Robbie Gold game winning field goal, 13 10, and we get Niners Rams round three. This is, I mean, if you think about the conference championship games, it's pretty unlikely. Bengals, Chiefs, Niners, Rams. I mean, this is why you just want to get in the tournament. I mean, this is why that is what matters. And I know, Bry, you're going to team me up on Bucks and Rams but my notes for those games are over here so hit the sounder and freestyle for like 10 seconds Bri. I'll be right back all
1: right Roswell, down 20 to 3 at halftime some guy named Tom Brady and the Bucks tie it back up with under a minute left in regulation then Cooper Cups big reception sets up 30-yard Matt Gay field goal. Rams win it 30 to 27. And as you just said, we'll host the San Francisco 49ers. And uh I think you're back so take it away.
0: I am back. Yes. And I did hit the stop camera for those of you watching on YouTube because I am in my underwear. Okay, <laughs> I do have a t-shirt on, but I'm in my underwear. Didn't want to take the chance of that getting on YouTube and getting any screenshots. Nothing to hide, by the way. I got nothing to hide in that regard. But didn't think that that would be uh, the most appropriate. So I, during most of that Bucks rams game, I was frustrated because I thought, man, I've had some bad luck recently of blowouts. Bills-Patriots, Rams-Cardinals. But no, here comes the Rams. Making so many mistakes that I swear, Bri, only happen when you're playing against Tom Brady's team. It is insane. It was insane. Let's start with the press box food. They had a carving station. It was porchetta. Delicious. Cuban sandwiches. Turkey sandwiches. Uh, They had cookies and brownies and Coke Zero. A very impressive salad bar. Roasted chicken with thyme, like T-H-Y-M-E, whatever that is. Salmon, um, Spanish sausage.
1: What's that? It's an herb. Thyme.
0: Yeah, it's an herb. Yep, see? Uh, Hot dogs, nachos. Bri, this is just between you and me, okay? You can't tell anybody. How many Bananas Fosters do you think I had at halftime?
1: Ooh, uh, I'm going to say three.
0: Yes, you know me well, but that's as many as I could get before we had to go back on the air. But it, you know, it's warm. The banana and the sauce is warm, so I had to eat them so fast. Uh, my stomach is killing me right now. I don't know if that's because I'm sad for Bills fans or because of the food I ate. At any rate, it's an A plus for the Bucks. I food at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram. I posted it. I don't, they, they have so many different stations, so much going on. I don't even know if I knew all where to go to be able to get all the, all the different options in the video. It was crazy.
1: A quick question you know, on that. Is it any yeah. different than a regular season game or do they even up it more in the postseason?
0: Haven't been there for a regular season game in a long time. Okay. So I really don't recall, to be honest with you. And I didn't ask people. I know this. Rams were dominating early. I mean, it was almost all play-action pass, where Stafford had all kinds of time on the play-action pass, and you combine that with the penalty on and Sue. I thought Sean Hockley uh, was a little out of control. You know, this is an intense NFL playoff game, and Sue says to Matthew Stafford, don't you kick me, and he throws the flag for taunting? And then Brady yells at him, he hit me in the chin, he hit me in the chin. And he throws a flag on Brady? I, I'm not a Sean Hockey League guy. I've now done enough of his games or seen enough. He just calls too much stuff. He, he just It's like he just wants to call stuff and be on TV, and I'm not a fan. When in doubt, Sean, don't call it. Suck it up, buddy, okay? The, these guys, Brady's probably older than you. Can you imagine what would happen if they threw a flag every time Brady yelled at the ref, calling for the ref to throw a flag? I mean, give me a break. At any rate, Brady finally made some plays to get a field goal for the Bucs, 10-3, but that was it. Third and 19, the Bucs just dropped the coverage on Cooper Cup, which ended up being the story of the game. Bucks dropped coverages on defense. Cooper Cup gets a touchdown, 17-3. Um, you know, Tampa moved the ball, but then the Brady penalty equal to missed field goal. Rams drive the ball to start the second half, settle for a field goal 20 to three, but then they got that three score lead, which was critical. Brady gets intercepted by Nick Scott, but there was a Cam Akers fumble. Otherwise, it could have been even worse. But then after the nice punt return by Powell, Stafford gets a quarterback sneak 27 to three. 27 to three and yet the Bucks just kept playing. Cooper Cup has a fumble, and that leads to a touchdown by Fournette, 27-13. Brian Allen and Stafford are not on the same page on a snap. That leads to a helmet penalty against Mike Evans, but they said that that was actually after the play, so the Rams still... I mean, they, Brian, I, I couldn't possibly try to go over all the things that happened in this game. Evans got a bomb for a touchdown versus Jalen Ramsey. Then Cam Akers fumbles late for the Leonard Fournette touchdown. But here's what happened. Matthew Stafford, who was absolutely in the zone all game. He was incredible. There is no question that out of all the guys this weekend, Josh Allen was incredible. Patrick Mahomes was incredible. I'm going with Matthew Stafford. The biggest game of his life. He played the best game of his life, including that clutch throw, two clutch throws at the end of the game to Cooper Cup, including another what ended up being a dropped coverage by the Bucks over the shoulder Willie Mays catch for the game-winning field goal. Stafford changed how people feel about him. Thirty to twenty-seven. Kudos to the Rams. Kudos to Matthew Stafford, our in-the-zone player of the week, presented by AutoZone. Incredible. Um, Really, ultimately, Rams won the special teams and field position battle. Uh, Brady just wasn't good enough, quite frankly. Von Miller and Aaron Donald were awesome. And the Bucs' weapons are just not good. I mean, the Bucks need to go back to the drawing board a little bit. They just, you know, no Godwin, no Antonio Brown. It was tough.
1: Ducks takes. And the game that just ended, forty-two to thirty-six in overtime. It was Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Chiefs advance to the fourth straight AFC Championship game, despite Gabriel Davis's four touchdowns for the Bills.
0: Yeah, so that's incredible for the Chiefs. Uh, congrats to the Chiefs fans and Chiefs players. That's awesome. As I mentioned, though, you know I, I kind of like some new blood. You know, from my perspective, the Chiefs have had a chance to win a lot. They've been to a couple Super Bowls. They've gotten a chance to win one, uh, but they deserved it. They won, and the Bills made critical errors late. Mahomes is a magician. He avoided so many near sacks all game. Rush for a career high in yardage. do an insane touchdown pass while he's getting three guys on him. Josh Allen was awesome with his legs as well as the Bills were aggressive early. But I thought McDermott punting late in the third quarter on fourth and inches, I thought that was a mistake. And I think that came back to haunt them as well. I thought McDermott cost the Buffalo Bills the game. Butker had some key misses for the Chiefs as well. And uh Nicole Hardman, incredible stop, start. And the, all of a sudden, the Chiefs had a two-score lead. You thought, wow, here we go. And then Josh Allen, frozen rope to Gabriel Davis to make it 23-21. I, I just can't imagine what it's like for Josh Allen right now, answering those questions in the locker room. What more did you want the guy to do? Tyron Matthew was out with the concussion. Tyree Kill... Had an awesome punt return, by the way, but was tackled by the punter. And the Chiefs actually settled for a field goal after they ran a tight end option play, which gave the Bills a chance to stay in it. It wasn't a two-score lead. Um, I don't know how many times I have to say Josh Allen was insane. Fourth and 13 touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis and two-point conversion to Diggs. But then Mahomes hits Tyreek Hill on a crossing route, 64-yard touchdown, letter of the law there should have been a taunting penalty there wasn't it's not called consistently enough but even still josh allen answered touchdown pass to gabriel davis again 13 seconds left 13 seconds and i tweeted i don't know if 13 seconds is leaving too much time for homes or not it was the bills kicked it off for a touchback rather than a squib kick it's a terrible decision it led to the game tying field goal for the chiefs they win the overtime coin toss i don't want to hear about the overtime rules the bills should have won that game in regulation they blew it they got to face the music it stinks it hurts but that's the reality you know they had their chances when you make bad decisions um that's what happens. I mean, there's just no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. You make decisions like that, like McDermott did, it costs you um the game. And so there you go. That'll do it for an unbelievable weekend of football, loved every second of it. I'm so happy for the fans of the winning teams, but I'm especially sick for the fans of the losing teams titans that's rough packers bills a bucks won the super bowl last year so not as much the bucks but still man pizza boy brewing sport of culture vision comics with an x human head nyc.com steakhouse sports.com i think we're done here thanks for listening to the ross tucker football podcast